Hello, hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's podcast was something that I felt like needed to be talked about because I haven't talked about this since 2018. I was I went back and listened to a little bit of the portion of the original content that I had discussing why we homeschool. And it was very interesting to hear now that I have a greater perspective And I do consider it a greater perspective because of the gift of time. And when we first started, and in that podcast back in 2018, I talked about we were just literally starting out, um, well, getting into the thick of it, I guess you could say. So I thought, wow, you know, that was back when we took that first step of faith and now that we've had time to build confidence in what we are doing, what I'm doing in our homeschool and what is working for us and what I've been prudent with through the many years that we have been homeschooling, then I get to talk about it in a brand new way because since I have that experience and confirmation and results, I'm more confident about what I'm talking about and not really just sharing from a perspective of, well, this is what we're trying. Um, Now I can talk about things that we tried and either worked or didn't work, or I can talk about it from the perspective of really giving parents the tools in a more specific way. So why do we homeschool? Um, So if you've been listening, you know that we have an autistic son. He is eight years old. He has been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, sensory processing disorder, apraxia, um, more recently um, auditory processing disorder, And so all of those things play into our everyday life. And um, early on, we, we did not have this plan. We did not have our homeschool planned. We, I did not plan to homeschool. (laughs) That's not to say it wasn't on my mind. It was always a consideration. Um, That is mostly because I was more interested in it because it seemed like in our community here, in the actual community that I live in, in East Tennessee, it seemed like it was being talked about more. Um, and so that that already had my curiosity piqued. And especially once I quit my job to come and stay home with Miles when he was little. This was before we knew he had an autism diagnosis. So I had, at that point, once I made that decision... I had more capacity to say, well, this is a possible option in the reality that we are, our family was at at that point because I was already at home with him. And there are families that work and homeschool, so I don't want you to think that you can't do that either. But that's just how it happened for us. And because I'm... I really considered myself his caregiver, and I I still do. 
Um, and so that role played into my mothering role. That role played into eventually my, my homeschool mom role and my teaching role with him. I was always teaching him already, so it just made sense. But I will say that because I had not made that decision yet and that conversation had not been had whenever he was young, very young, and then he was enrolled in a special needs preschool program, which was kind of streamlined from a program in our state called the Tennessee Early Intervention Program. If you live in Tennessee and you have a special needs child, you are probably familiar with this program, which was, which I think is a great program. Our Miles's um, caseworker was amazing. She was a true angel and a blessing during that time in her life. When it was, when my capacity as a mom and caregiver was very limited, because of the nature of Miles's autism at that time because he had no communication skills and he screamed and threw things, slammed doors, <clears throat> and oftentimes broke things. Um, and that was his way of communicating at that time. And, you know, some of it was sensory input. But so that program, eventually they age out of it at three years old. And then they kind of streamline your child to the next step, which, you know, typically for most kids, I think in the United States, I don't know this, the, the percentage rate, but I think most kids in the U.S. generally are, home, are um, public school. So, you know, anytime you're dealing with a government entity, that is going to be the obvious next step is a public school. So, but they have, they have that support and guidance in place, which I think is great. Um, so parents that, you know, don't have homeschooling anywhere on their radar, um, you know, that is, that is a great support for them to be able to streamline their child into this program at the public school for children with special needs. So, at that point in time, Miles's capacity was very limited. So he had meltdowns constantly. And if he was being put in any kind of situation, no matter where it was, no matter what it had to do with, that caused him to be stressed out to max capacity, you know, that affected him in many ways. And I saw that on the home front, literally. <laughs> in our home if he, once this program, once he transitioned into this preschool program. So it was only two days a week and it was only for, I can't remember, maybe three or four hours maybe. So, you know, that shows you how much limited capacity that he had. So after he would come home, I would, I mean, I would pick him up and drop him off every day he would just like zone out. I mean, he, there was no capacity at home after that. And it would take days until he kind of came back around and was like what I would consider himself again. 
and then it was time to go back to school at that point. So I was seeing this happen, and I was, you know, recognizing his behavior. I was recognizing the, you know, the zoning out, and just I'm like, okay, so he's experiencing the zoning out because he's being put in a an environment that stresses him out. And even though it was for a short burst of time, that was too much for him. So I had to recognize that as his mom and his caregiver. And, you know, obviously God gave me that stewardship to, you know, <laughs> to honor him in that way. And I take my job very seriously, even, you know, in, in, the workplace, you know, is, I always wanted to do the best job I could. So that overflowed into, naturally, into my my mothering and um, stay-at-home mom and caregiving and eventually homeschool mom. So I was, you know, always in prayer, always in tune with my child, recognizing, trying to figure out what is going to help him. How can I help my child, no matter what that looked like in any season throughout this journey. And during that time, it was watching his behaviors and watching him be stressed out and recognizing that that's not good for him. Um, was it benefiting him? I mean, I don't know because we didn't stay there. And I mean, I will say that I felt like it was a wonderful program but it didn't it just wasn't working for our family. So when I had to see my child and I will say suffer from having been put in a environment that he did not understand, he had to be restricted um and these, you know, those both sound very negative and I don't mean for them to. It was just the nature of what we do. I mean, it's really a comparison to what we do now and what that was that didn't work for him. So in that sense, you know, compared to our homeschool now and that very streamlined program, it was just, it was restrictive for him. It stressed him out. And during that time, he didn't have awareness of the world around him. That's the general nature of autism across the board. When children, especially when they're young, is that they don't have danger boundaries. He did not. They didn't understand the world around them and why these things, why he had to do these things and, and this and that. So all of that was playing into me beginning to pray about homeschooling. I was already praying about how can I help my child? What's the best Thing for my child across the board no matter what category of life that was obviously a big one so we had the conversation at home I had it with my husband um, and even early on with him it took some convincing he wasn't convinced because this is not our older typical son is in public school we had never been a part of a, a homeschool community we never really even knew about what it what it looked like, what it was. We had we knew some people that homeschooled, but we had never really dug into it. So but God will work in ways that 
will naturally minister to us through the Holy Spirit um, to bring us to that place of better understanding even without you know fully understanding in our carnal minds he will but in our case you know even I talked about it in that original episode in 2018 you know there was very, something very specific that happened that helped us make our decision so but for you maybe this podcast is your is a, is the seed that's being planted today for you and you're going to begin praying about it and tuning into your child and saying, well, maybe this, this route would be better for my child. Um, maybe something happens, you know, in, in your all's life that like either a big life change, maybe you are able to quit your job and um, stay at home with your child and now you can, you have the capacity to homeschool. Or maybe you're working and you're you're just feeling convicted about, you know, homeschooling your child. And so, whatever situation you're in, know that if you are a child of, of the Lord, that you can confidently pray. And He will guide you and, you know, show you what you need to do. I mean, that is, without a doubt, the best starting point that you can begin with. So, for us, it was a very specific thing that happened, and then we, but, you know, we had already, we had started praying about it, and thankfully, we had started the conversation, and then God, you know, it really didn't waste any time, <laughs> um, and so, I ended up pulling him out of the program, and, and that's when, you know, we began homeschooling, but I will tell you. And this is, <laughs> this is what I have learned. Miles is eight now. He was, you know, a little over three at that time. And so that's how many years it's been from the very beginning to now as far as homeschool. I was at home with him already a little bit before that. But so now from three years old to eight years old. Early on, um... I, you know, I was literally, like, just feeling my way around in the dark because not only had I never homeschooled before, but I especially has, have never homeschooled. You know, you got to throw in um, having a special needs child. And so that was a new navigation in its own. And then so now I've got homeschool, which was brand new. That I was navigating through. So both of those coupled together. You can imagine. How. Completely. Is it incapable? <laughs> I just did not feel capable. What In what I was doing. Because I felt like that. I was. I just didn't know enough. Um, I didn't know if I was. Do I was constantly, and I still do, but, you know, as time goes on, I do get more confidence because I see the results. So, but back then, I did, you know, I was scared. I was like, I don't know if this is the right decision, but I knew the key was that I knew how I had been praying 
I knew how God had worked it out clearly for us to begin the journey of homeschooling. So that was where my my foundation began. So I was standing on God's promise and his and that foundation that he gave me. And that foundation is rock solid. No matter if that's all I had. No matter if you know the world around me looked in chaos, I knew because I was standing on that foundation and I had confidence in Christ because of who he is and the work that he had done in my life up to that point. You know, we can trust, we can always trust God. Um, so that's what I was going on for a very large part of our homeschooling years. Um, so for me, what I was doing in the meantime was researching. I was trying to figure out, figure it out. Um, I was, yes, even in the midst of trying to figure it out, I was tempted to feel like time was slipping by and I was losing time because I didn't, you know, I didn't know all the things at that exact moment in time when I decided to homeschool. And so I was tempted to feel like that I wasn't, I wasn't good at my job. Well, you know, once again, I had all these fears, but I knew that foundation was there. I was still standing out, you know, that foundation, my, my feet never slipped because God was the foundation of that, of that decision. <clears throat> and so even though I was feeling these things, I kept moving, I could keep moving forward because of my confidence in Christ and knowing that, okay, I know this is the right decision, I just have to figure it out. And even though time's passing by, and to me, it looked like that time was slipping by, I was still working in the, in the middle of figuring it out. So, me working looked like me researching, me praying and asking God and so I discovered a style it, it, I mean I <laughs> it wasn't really a style of homeschool it was something that I implemented in my homeschool that now has become a style of homeschool for us and it's something that I you know I'd, I've shared um, in some of our social media posts but I'm very passionate about because I've seen how it has, been, you know, one of the core things through these early years was lovingly stretching Miles outside of his comfort zone. That quote is directly from Dr. Temple Grandin. And, you know, I glean a lot of things from adults on the spectrum. And so obviously she's a very huge resource in the autism community. She has written several books and she does speaking engagements. So, you know, <clears throat> I try not to take, I have learned that I don't take a lot of things at, you know, face value. I glean more than I do, like, put my full trust and confidence in any kind of resource because I have learned that this journey is very personal and each child, as you know, is not even, you know, 
in just the special needs community, but across the board, all children are different. So you glean what you can. You pray, and God will show you what you need to glean, basically, is what I was doing. But when I heard this concept, and she was passionate, and she was talking about it from her experience as a child and what her mother did and where she's at now and what worked for her then, that just struck me as something that I needed to cling to is lovingly stretch your child outside of their comfort zone. And so that whole concept is what guided our early homeschool years. Miles needed life skills more than he needed to know how to read at that time. That's not to say that he wasn't developing his reading skills because he was unbeknownst to me until later on through apps um, that he was manipulating on his tablet at the time which obviously I knew that these these apps were helping him but I didn't I, ne I never knew how much he was gaining I never knew what he was learning because at the time he could not talk he could make sounds and he would try the different things, but it was mostly screaming to, you know, to communicate or slamming doors, okay? So, life skills was, life skill focus was the primary focus of our homeschool in the early years. Lovingly stretching him, getting him outside, learning boundaries, safety boundaries, getting him familiar with the rhythms of life. And I talk about that a lot. The rhythms of life, you know, generally some, there are some settings that have a general nature that are the same, like a restaurant, um, a fast food restaurant, even you're sitting in line, you know, for children with autism, patience is a hard thing to learn. Uh, and But this is something that I was lovingly stretching him in learning how to do because I knew that was an important life skill that if in the future, if there, if there was any way that he was going to successfully go inside of an establishment that he was going to have to do some kind of waiting in line at some point. Um, but it was lovingly doing it in a way that didn't put him in a position to be forced um, for, you know, and I was in tune with him. I could talk him through it one-on-one, -on -one. even if there was a meltdown that ensued in the process. I was there to protect him, um, carry him out. At that time, I could pick him up and carry him out if I absolutely needed to. It wasn't too much for him, you know, and, but he had to learn these things over time. So, once again, time played a huge role in where we are today and me being comfortable with God's timetable and not the pressures of my own timetable or even the pressures of um, a chart, um, a professional's timetable, if you want to say that. So that evolved. That's, you know, 
so I've talked about why we homeschool, why we chose to homeschool initially, what happened and, and where what we did. And then, so I've now talked about our early years of homeschool and what that looked like. It was a more focus on life skills. And even during that time, I felt like that I was, you know, just playing catch up, trying to learn, learn and, but I was trusting God. I was working while I was trusting God and learning. And so that, um, now that I've had, now that God has gifted me the time to reflect and see the result of all of that time, I can say to you that you can homeschool in a totally different way than you may be thinking that you need to homeschool your child, your autistic child especially. So it does not have to be them sitting down and working on a worksheet. It can be you getting them used to being in the car for a certain period of time, learning how to help them prompt and get your attention if they're nonverbal and um, using hand signals and getting them familiar with language and letting them use a tablet to learn through different apps. Um, so that's okay. It doesn't have to look like a schoolroom. Your schoolroom is the world around you when you have a child with autism because they are desperate to understand those life skills. Whether they can tell you or not, that is part, in my opinion, you know, that's part of human nature. And God will show you the capacity that your child has. It, not every child has the same capacity to learn all of, you know, what, what you might think they should know. But, you know, God will show you exactly what your child needs. And for me, you know, early on, the prognosis, I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know if Miles would ever be talking. I didn't know if Miles would ever be able to point or shake his head yes or no. I didn't know if Miles would ever be potty trained. You know, so it's a very personal journey, but if you can trust God and um, just put the work in and, you know, be there for your child, I mean, that's just, and think about the future. Think about what skills they're going to need. What do you want their, your child's future to look like? You know, but at the same time, God will come alongside you and show you his plan for your child's life. So you don't get stressed out about thinking that maybe you have a vision of what your child's future will look like when that's not God's plan for your child's future, if that makes sense. He will give you peace and then he will guide you along the path to, towards your his future for your child. So now Miles has a larger capacity. He can talk. He can express his wants and needs. 
He can read. He ha is beginning to do math, which I really, I never dreamed that he would be able to because of where he was. So that was, that's something fairly brand new to us that has been exciting, very exciting to say the least. <clears throat> and so now um, I'm looking at, and you can adjust, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe his future is going to be even different than what I had vi a vision for him two years ago, a year ago. I mean, you're adjusting and praying along the way, and God's going to help you with that vision for your child. Because his vision is way more clear than even a mother's vision for their child. He can see the future, and we have been gifted our child. We are stewards of our, ch of our children. And so when you have the foundation of knowing and praying through, if you make that decision to homeschool, you can trust him. Um, so now, you know, our homeschool does look a little bit different where I'm able to kind of implement some things that I wished I could have implemented early on because I just, I, you know, I think, oh, well, that would be so fun to do, or I really want him to learn this. And, um, so I'm able to kind of manipulate a little bit more than I used to be, but in the same, in, on the same token, we do more of a child-led learning, and Miles has thrived in this environment, and so he's not, you know, because he's not subjected to the stress, and even one other thing, and this will be the last thing I talk about, because we're going on 30 minutes, so thank you if you are still listening, thank you for um, <laughs> hanging on and and. I hope you're enjoying, and this this makes sense if you are a, a parent on the fence about homeschool. So the last thing I'll, I'll talk about is Miles, Miles's rigidity. That's something that one of his speech therapists put into my brain very early on. He's very rigid. I had to learn what that was. I had to learn what that looked like. I had to learn what that meant. I was like, what are you talking about? So when Miles learns anything one certain way, whether it be a life skill or whether it be an academic skill, okay? He has a hard time with fluidity and no, thinking outside of that box of, okay, I'll learn that skill this way. This is how I'm supposed to do it. Or even in a certain setting, how, like if he learns something in a therapy room, that was going to be hard to bring out into um, real life, because in his brain, while well, I learned this here, I'm supposed to do this in this setting. So it's been a, a great benefit working one-on-one -on -one with his therapist, um, because we can talk about, I get to talk to them directly, and then I can implement things at home and help him with that fluidity. So if he is in a, in a setting, like a public school setting, to where he is not being exposed outside of those four walls, then it was going to be hard for him to adapt the, you know, in real life. Because in his brain, one, you know, he's learning whatever it is that he was going to learn in school. I don't know what that would have looked like, but it would have 
been hard for me as a parent to implement anything at home because I didn't have access to his teachers one-on-one. I didn't have access to his therapist one-on-one. So I didn't even know what they were doing in therapy at that time because he was enrolled in one session of speech therapy at the school. It might have been speech or occupational. I can't remember, but he did have therapy. But I had no idea what they were working on. I couldn't talk to the therapist to say, okay, well, how can I implement this at home? Okay, so Miles was rigid, and that was another thing that was very important um, for me that I wanted to say that today in this podcast because I feel like that that was a huge thing with Miles and that this homeschool journey has afforded me to be able to help him with more a mo- more fluid approach to learning and applying in many different situations. So if we learn something, there are many opportunities to put that in place in different settings. So that's all I'm going to talk about today. If you've um, listened all the way through, thank you um, for listening. And again, always thank you for our supporters. Our supporters encourage us and let us know that this content is valuable. It has some kind of value anyway to you. And even if you're following us on social media and you're sharing posts um, for other parents, liking our content that um, spurs us to create more content. And if you're directly supporting us Um, financially either through this podcast there is an option to support to subscribe or maybe you're supporting our family through purchasing supplements directly through the link that I will have listed in the comments it's um, a company that we I've been with for over four years now that I highly trust miles takes their supplements it helps with um, his mood (laughs) it helps with his immune system um, it helps, it has given him capacity to be able to talk because of how um, the gut microbiome is connected to the brain. And um, all of our family members take the supplements. Um, so you can support us through that if, if you take supplements and you want to um, support a homeschool family. And um, the link will be in the show notes. And also, you know, if you've supported us just through the years, Miles at one point had um, horse therapy that we did a fundraiser for, and that was a tremendous blessing. Um, So many thanks to you all. I hope this has helped you always. Feel free to reach out um, on social media if you have questions. I would love to help you in any way that I can. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Okay, and don't miss the second segment of this episode. Right now, you're going to hear a little bit of music, and then it's going to go right into how to recognize learning opportunities in your homeschool. So enjoy this Double Take podcast. This is Miles Autism Homeschool, 
and I'm Laura Hurd, and thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm going to share with you some ideas on how you can help recognize learning opportunities with your special needs child in your homeschool, um, or if you homeschool and you have a typical, what we would call a neurotypical child, and um, you need help with recognizing learning opportunities if you're doing more of an unschool approach, then this podcast is for you as well. Um, if you are joining us just to listen and follow along on our journey, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope that you can glean something from this podcast in your own life or perhaps the lives of your um, grown children if they're homeschooling, if you're a grandparent. <clears throat> um, we have listeners from and friends from all over um, the United States, and um, it's it's encouraging to see um, you guys every week and or whenever I post a podcast. When you tune in and listen, um, that alone is an encouragement. As I've talked about before, um, how so many people support our homeschool in different capacities, and so if you're just tuning in, that supports us. That um, helps motivate me and encourage me as a homeschool mom. And because I enjoy putting ideas out there for other homeschool moms to, you know, my intent is to inspire or teach. And that brings me great joy. So thank you for that. Um, so when you're looking for opportunities for learning with your, your child, um, so you all know my son is eight years old. And he has been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. He has a sensory processing disorder diagnosis. He has been diagnosed with apraxia. And as of recent, he, um, his speech therapist did some testing. And she marked that he does have an auditory processing issue, which I kind of suspected for a long time. So... Thankfully, God had given me that knowledge through research, and I played that into how I mother him and teach him and different things like that. So anyway, that's what um, that's what is on our table every day that I have to take into consideration when I'm teaching our autistic son. And so, you know, that is the first thing that I would encourage parents to do when approaching teaching and learning for their child is understanding who they are and they are a person and so when you approach it first in respecting who they are um, and if they are a special needs child and the best thing that you can do for yourself and your child is to um, get a diagnosis and know more about how your child learns best or there are resource resources that would help you to and give you different ways to teach them and so this is not necessarily a a direct method of teaching but this is something that I have learned that has opened those doors so when you recognize when your child is ready to learn a new thing, it's a very exciting um, opportunity for you as a parent because you know that that door of opportunity has opened and 
you are going to be able to expand your child's knowledge in the area. So I've talked about before how we do mostly unschooling, but it's not directly defined by that because we have a fluidity of different approaches that we use in our homeschool based on Miles's needs and what works best for him on a daily basis. Um, so I'm very thankful for that flexibility. And so what I've learned is that when he sparks an interest in a particular area, then that is a cue for me to offer him additional resources to learn more about that thing. And early on, he learned mostly through play, um, probably all through play. I um, He did not have the the ability, I'll say the word ability, um, I, I was tempted to use capacity, I'm not sure what the appropriate word would be in this case, but he was not able to learn directly in a, um, in the sense that I would bring a subject to him in an organic way and say, this is what we're going to learn. And we would sit down and, you know, learn it. Or um, even in, in um, gleaning from around us. If he's not interested in it, it was almost pointless to do. Um, so I had to learn that early on. And I had to be okay and trust God that what, you know, the time would come eventually in God's timing and in Miles' Miles's timing that he would learn what he needs to learn. So we focused primarily on life skills, which had which now that time has passed and I have the ability to look back, that was exactly what we needed to be doing. And I am so thankful that I did not get discouraged in what I thought that Miles should be learning based on a traditional academic sense um, because I was tempted. And I will say that there were times when I did get discouraged, but I didn't, I didn't let it stop me. Um, I adjusted and I continued to pray and I continued to remember that God created Miles so very special and he learns different. And again, it's in God's timing. So, you know, all of these things I'm sharing with you because I'm hoping to help you understand your mindset if maybe you're stuck. Because I know what that feels like to be discouraged and to feel stuck um, to just adjust your mindset and adjust and, and begin to pray. And, and, you know, and then as you pray and as, as time passes, you get to see the faithfulness of God and and you begin trusting him more and more and more and and the confidence in yourself builds. Um, but even even to this day, Miles is eight. Um, we've been homeschooling him since about three and a half. Um, I still question and wonder and hope that I am doing the right thing. So going back to the title of the podcast is recognizing um, how to teach your child and those learning opportunities. If, if your child um, is 
hyper-focused in a certain subject, find ways to use that subject as learning opportunities. We do lots of layered, we do a layered approach of learning. And um, so that would look like a toy, a game, um, maybe something through his therapy, occupational therapy or speech therapy, um, something in the community that we could layer to help him learn. Um, I mean, there's so many different things. Those, those just come to my mind right off the bat that we, you know, we look for opportunities of, for learning in a layered approach in those areas. So if he has a specific interest, um, I'm always in tune. I'm always in prayer, um, asking God, you know, okay, what can I do with this? How can I teach him um, on a more, you know, the, the gradual thing was in my brain as a goal was to eventually get to the point where he could start learning those academic skills. And because and, we focus so much on the life skills, and I never knew if that would, if that day would come. I was just, you know, putting in the work. It's my job as um, his mom and as his caregiver and as his homeschool teacher to look for opportunities and to continue my job and work the best to my ability for him because that's my job. And of course, we all know that we're working for the Lord. And not for man. So in that sense, you know, I was literally called to this because of the step of faith that our family took when he was young to, for me to leave my job and come home. And at that time, it was just to be a stay-at-home mom. And then it eventually transformed into me being his homeschool teacher. And um, so if you have that mindset from the get-go knowing that this is your job and God is with you and he will guide you lead you as you pray through it as you're researching and um, doing different things to help your child he you know it you'll get the opportunity after, after some time passes to look back and, and see the fruit um, and see how your God let work through you to help your child succeed and it's um it's just the most miraculous precious thing in the world that you could ever experience um as a mother and as a caregiver to a spot a child with special needs and we all have a different journey we all have a different path our children have have different paths and journeys that and what you know their successes will look like so you have to adjust to that as well and trust God. And your successes maybe look grander than my successes in, um, in the formal sense of thinking about what success looks like on paper. But it doesn't make our successes any less or your successes any less or better. You know, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, but the joy comes through the the tenderness that you get to offer to your children through this journey. The lovingly stretching, as I talk about many times, of helping your child become, you know, the best that they can be. And through lovingly stretching 
and looking for these opportunities of learning that that will happen if you're working toward that goal it will happen and but what that looks like for you will is going to look totally different from what that looks like for us so just about around I'm going to say around 10 months ago Miles started asking questions and I was floored he began to ask simple why he, even if it was just why I don't know if it's something that he picked up from um a cartoon that he had watched or um, one of his YouTube um, I'm gonna say friends that he watches because he usually watches the same ones over and over and I don't know but it it actually became implemented into our homeschool and I was so excited because he was he was becoming curious and was able to start talking about what he was curious about I didn't necessarily have to continue to watch what he was doing to see what he was curious about. He could actually start asking questions. And so that's, that let me know that he is actively curious about this thing. So that alone was exactly what I could start teaching him about. And again, the flexibility with homeschool has been of tremendous value to us in that way. Um, so recently, we've been talking about the, our bodies. And that came about through him taking his supplements every night. I, I would always say, um, because he, you know, he doesn't love taking, he doesn't love stopping and doing what he's doing and to take his supplements, you know. So it was something that I had to talk him through. And so in doing so, really unknowingly, I was teaching him about um, a broader subject that we just recently learned or started. He has the capacity now to learn about even greater. So I would just say, so this helps your brain. This helps your belly. This helps your immune system. You know, just using words that he may not understand, but supporting the big words with smaller words um, and just using that language um, to move forward and me not knowing about, you know, 10 months later, which is now, that he's going to be completely intrigued by the human body. So, because he was, I was talking about these things and then he started asking why. He's, and he would pick each pill up and say, Mommy, what's this for? So we, ha we got to have a conversation about it. Mommy, what's this one for? Um, and then, you know, I would show him where his heart is. You know, look, you can feel your heart. And in a tactile sense, in the, another, you know, so like a layered approach. And then have him touch his head and his skull and say, this is where your brain is on the inside. And in different organs like that. So we've been talking about it um, for a little while. And then um, recently just in the past week, really, you know, he has shown an even further interest through asking some questions. And so I had some books handy that I didn't know if I was ever going to get to really use. Um, and it was about the body and they were very, one in particular is very cool and it has the pictures. It was, it's a cartoonish style, um, but it clearly shows like what the brain looks like inside the skull. Um, so it's drawn and um, but he knows and he can see and 
put two and two together in his own mind and say, oh, okay, that's what the brain looks like and that's where exactly it is in my head. And his liver and his stomach and and he picked that book up and freely started looking through it and, and watch I was watching him and he was studying it. He was studying the pictures and I thought my heart was gonna leap out of my chest. And so that is an example of an opportunity. So if your child is naturally asking questions about something use that that is a natural interest that you know their of their personhood that they're drawn to and of course it's so cool to learn about uh, the human body and how god made us um so whatever it is with your child think about how you can open that bigger door um to additional learning in the academic sense and um, if that interest is already there, then, I mean, it's like it will flow so freely and you will be amazed at how responsive your child is. Because I have found with Miles, I've had to adjust because I cannot directly approach him um, with something that he's either not ready for or just not flat out not interested in. Um, it goes nowhere <laughs> um, outside of the handwriting that I spoke about in the last episode, but that was like one of the only things that really I've directly um, intentionally said, hey, you know, I know you don't want to do this, but you have to, you know, get this handwriting down. And with the support of our amazing occupational therapist who really did the, the, um, the heavy lifting in that skill, and then I would work with him a little bit at home because it was still, you know, he didn't want to do it. So we would do some at home and then she would really do the heavy lifting in that one. And we were, I'm so thankful, so very thankful for that. So um, that's an example of looking for learning opportunities, teaching opportunities, and interest-based learning environment. Um, maybe you, you unschool um, or in some sense of unschooling, you do a child-based learning. So that's what has worked for us. Um, not forcing, you know, something that's not going to benefit Miles. You know, ultimately I have a I have a goal in my brain <laughs> that for him, you know, when he's 25, um, what I would generally you know, like that to look like for him and what I think he's capable of um, and not really knowing at this moment in time if that will ever come to fruition. But I'm constantly praying and looking for those opportunities to work toward that goal. And so the life skills we worked on early on, we had to get those in. Those were of utmost importance because if we did not exclusively work on those for for the length of time that we did, he would never have learned them. And it took, a, it took longer than normal, and that's okay. Because if you've got a goal, you know, you're going to work toward that no matter how long it takes. And so for him, teaching him something that another child would have learned maybe in, in a few days or a week, you know, for us may have taken a year. And, you know... That was me adjusting to God's timeline for Miles, and once that that came to pass, you know it's 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 completely worth it, completely worth it. 
I mean, there is no comparison to the just the joy that comes when you're trusting God through teaching your child at home and especially your special needs child when every day does look so much different. So I hope these tips have helped. I hope talking about child-based learning loosely has maybe sparked some curiosity or interest for you. Maybe you already use this approach and um, had had been stuck for a little bit, um, but it's completely okay to let your child um, tell you what's best for them. In you know some cases you can that's not cut and dry. Of course, um, there are definite boundaries that <laughs> you know you can pray about in your own homeschool that you you know you want to set to what extent. But you know for us. They're, um, the child-led and the, the general nature of unschooling. I don't say we do that by definition, but um, we do a lot of learning through life. And so, and that has helped us in these opportunities for a more driven academic learning are new to us. So they're exciting. Hey, Lori, how about the little scissors? An hour and 30 minutes. One hour and 30 minutes. What is <laughs> And so they're brand new and they're, they're of the utmost um, excitement for me as a parent as I'm seeing this kind of transition into a more academic sense. Um, and so I'll have to learn how far to push, how much um, I can directly kind of teach that exclusively to him or, um, you know, just have him learn through the strewing process of manipulatives that I place on the table. If you don't know what strewing is, check out the last episode, um, and that explains exactly what strewing is and how it has benefited us in our homeschool. So you have a wonderful week. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you again to all of our supporters, um, no matter what capacity, if that's simply following us on social media supporting us through our our supplement shop on Plexus which is we've been taking Plexus supplements for four years over four years now um, <clears throat> honestly I've lost count because it's just it's second nature to us because we trust the company we trust the products they are high quality and I had just you know I was able to stop doing research um, because I found this company and I know that they work and so I will link our supplement shop below, so that's something you can definitely look at. And, um, yeah, so follow us on social media. That encourages me. That motivates me and helps me to um, be inspired to put more content out there to know what, what, what you guys are looking for and what's helping you. Because I love teaching and sharing our journey because of how much God has taught me through it. Um, so thank you again and have a wonderful week.